0: as beautiful as adoption is it is also costly it is messy and complicated and hard there's a lot of difficulty to it there's a cost to adoption now i want you to know it is always worth the cost 100 of the time and i would love
1: every single one of you families in here to experience it in some form or fashion it is worth the cost but make no mistake about it there is a cost because adoption at its core is warfare it's warfare on all kinds of fronts i mean it's It is emotional warfare. It is often psychological warfare. It is sometimes physical warfare, but it is always spiritual warfare. It is spiritual warfare because
0: there is a power that stands against adoption, and his name is Satan.
1: There is a power from the pit of hell that stands to thwart the plan of the church to adopt precious children.
2: Welcome to the Inhale, Exhale podcast from Fielder Church. I'm your host, Lincoln Bruner. That was Fielder Church lead pastor, Jason Paredes, on Sunday, November 18th, talking about how adoption is an assault against Satan's plan against children and humanity, and how adoption itself is a beautiful representation of the gospel plan of redemption that God has for the entire world. Today you're going to hear the second and final installment of the Pilsen family story. If you weren't able to join us last week, Kat and Tim Pilsen told the first part of their story of Kat's journey to Liberia to get their new baby daughter, Kezi, only to run into roadblock after roadblock. And today you're going to hear how God miraculously and unexpectedly turned the tables on all of that to secure Kezi's journey home with the Pilsons. So buckle up. It's going to be a great ride to the conclusion of the Pilson story, and we're glad you're with us on the Inhale Exhale podcast from Fielder Church. And so this whole time, what what is going through your mind as you're sitting night after night with your little girl mm-hmm. wondering what?
0: um i am wondering god you certainly wouldn't do this again we had already gone through this um we weren't to the point of actually being in country and waiting to take our, our son home from haiti we were home and got that information and um this point i'm there i bonded with her for you know five weeks and my kids are missing me um just kind of all that emotion.
1: I've run out of prepackaged meals. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we're at a so crisis we, point we, here. A crisis.
0: We are in more ways than one. And I tell you, I reached a whole new level, level of prayer life. I really did. Um, a lot of just walking the room, prayer walking the room, um, crying. Being uncertain Um, some things that um, happened during that all of that process while I was there um, Satan definitely used as a tool of fear oh of course Um, and to the point where I knew Tim was pretty concerned because it was now a daily conversation of do I need to come do I need to come do I need to come and while I desperately wanted him to be there I knew that it was just going to add more trauma to the rest of the crew at home so I'm just like stay home stay home let's just deal with this how we are and see what God does and it was to a point where literally I'm like like I can see the ocean from my hotel and like can I get a boat
2: <laughs> how many
0: librarians do I need to hire to, to, I just need to go that direction and it, it seems so
2: short
0: <laughs> but I'm sure it's not you know it's a, it's a big ocean it's a big ocean but I told you
1: that we had some geography problems start you're about
2: to have more if you get in a boat yes. but Tim at home meanwhile what's ho- what's going on with you and the kids
1: uh I, I think we mostly in survival mode um right i think most of us had kind of become numb uh, at that point point in what we were dealing with um because uh I, I don't i won't say that we you know we gave up hope on on praying i, I think that y- you would find some permanent knee impressions in all the carpet around all the kids beds uh right because we that's of just course. kind of where we spent uh, and it seemed like i would go kind of rotate to each kid every night you know, going through that that same kind of prayer yeah um and, and a lot of crying out to god in that um uh, my God's given me a gift of, uh, of encouragement, uh, and I, I believe I, I, I done wore it out um, <laughs> in, that, in that process because um, I, I honestly – it's kind of one of the first times that I had ever gotten to the point where um, I, I, didn't, I didn't know what to say anymore. Uh, I didn't know what to tell her uh, to keep encouraging her. Um, because I I just while I knew it was just a matter of time before God was going to work it out uh, you know she's exhausted um, and I I can't I can't physically reach out and and wrap arms around her so there was a a lot of trying to to pray new words of encouragement uh, that God would use uh, use from me uh, to give to her and um, fortunately uh, he used a lot of uh, some from me and a lot from the people that were keeping tabs on her mm-hmm. um, and, and you know it sounds funny but I, I think that sometimes between our spouses like I could throw scripture at her as encouragement um, and I think it would just bounce uh, because <laughs> it, you know it, it almost it almost can feel patronizing at that point um, but other people were doing that for her, yeah. uh, and she was receiving that wholeheartedly. Um, and I knew that wasn't necessarily how God was going to use me in that process, uh, but it was really neat to see him use all of the people around us because yeah. I kept looking at these things going, well, if I had said that, there's no way, right? <laughs> uh, and, and she was just, just kind of you know, rolled her eyes at me kind of a thing. Um, but, but seeing this come in and seeing her response to that was actually really encouraging to me because they were... That God was using other people when uh, I think when I got exhausted uh, in that process as well. So um, they encouraged her through the final pieces of it, and, and I just kind of kept going. Hey, you know, this w- we're almost at the end of this, and and once we're past this last step, all of this is behind you, and, and it's just a whole different world, uh, right? But but we got to hang on uh, for at least these last pieces, and and at one point I think I made the comment, that's my little girl too, uh, <laughs> right? And and I need you to finish this, right? And so I think at one point it not being stern but trying to be firm uh, that you're you're doing something for the both of us and i and i need you to do this um and, and so that kind of became a little bit of the conversation i think at the at the very end uh just to try and push a little bit through uh, to get through those final final steps
0: and i needed to hear that honestly i mean it sounds um harsh and firm and stern but i was to the point of Do I leave her in the home and go home and let them finish this? Or do I ride it out and and see how much longer I'm here? Because I really don't know how much longer it's going to be. I had already extended the hotel like three or four times. And I was waiting on the credit card company to call me and go, what's going on? (laughs) Um, But it was at the moment that he said that I'm like, okay, I told myself I got to suck it up. Now I really got to do it. I've got to do this. God's gonna—he's gonna work something out. I don't know what it is. I can't fabricate in my mind what it could possibly be, but He's got a plan, and it's—it's it's up to us to just hold firm to the faith and wait to see what it is. And when you are in a position of being a controlling American in a foreign country that works on their time, and you want them to do everything yesterday, that's hard and not only the country but God because we all want God to work yesterday for us and the things that we think is a great plan I thought it was a great plan to get in and out in three weeks but he had something different and in that extended time um what got me through was yes encouragement it was the um it was the moments of when I could get Wi-Fi and Internet and I could (laughs) log into Facebook or I could get a text message um, or a Facebook message and I would get that encouragement Um, when I could actually live stream at 3.30 p.m. and it was like 9 something here and just I I always could get praise and worship live live stream there. And I was like, God, I just... I need it all. But if I can just get one song from Praise and Worship Livestream, that's all I'm asking for. And sometimes I got the whole message, albeit choppy from Africa, I got it. And sometimes it was just a few songs, but it was, it was that nugget of you can do this and here it is. And it gave, it fed me um, to, to be able to not only finish the process, but to make friendships with people that were in the hotel. Um, the guards, um, the chefs the, the waiters um, I had no idea where their spiritual walk was um, the you know the, the driver that I used one time from the hotel you know there were so many opportunities to invest into other people when I'm in crisis mode that that's what I had to turn my attention to and so I did and now we're you know when we left we cried because they were family and so I, you know, still have opportunities to this day because we're Facebook friends, and you know, and, and can invest into them via that way, and it's really cool.
1: Yeah, if you want to, um, if you want to feel crummy about your spiritual walk, uh, listen to your wife from you know 24 hours away and travel in desperate times and desperate measures. Uh, talk about well, t- today I had the opportunity to invest in somebody else while I was here. Uh, and, and share the gospel with them or to share a little bit into their life. Uh, I'm at home uh, just trying to survive, uh, and, and she's taking situations like this uh, and turning them into an outreach opportunity uh, where she gets to exhale the gospel. Um, uh, yeah, you, you kind of try and second-guess where you stand at, at that point uh, and trying to figure out, hey, you need to suck it up a little bit more. So.
2: But was God not teaching you both through that experience? Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah but so uh so the the cool part of the story right uh if go i can ahead. go on, on to the next part uh, so we're stuck uh there uh in that time uh, so this is we're stuck with the paperwork we know we're at the end um and and, and we're just stuck there um it's getting more expensive uh right we're, we're really out of funds uh trying to con- continue to make sure they got a place to stay and, and food um <clears throat> the uh our small group uh some members of our small group showed up in our front yard um uh, asked me if I was going to be home they said you don't need to come out uh, if you don't want to uh, but they just showed up in my front yard and Said we're, we're gonna wrap your house in prayer uh, and so they took over my front yard uh, that, that was a cool experience uh, I uh, you know I think we we t- I know me personally I, I, I tend to be in the the mode of no no no. I, I serve other people I don't I don't need to be served I serve other people um, and so it, that was very humbling for me uh, to be in that spot very encouraging but very humbling for me but just a super cool experience uh, to, to see them wrap my house up and my and my family up uh, in prayer. Uh, we get to uh, kind of fast forward to the next, um, uh, I guess we're stuck and we're at about um, Wednesday at this point. Mm-hmm. Of um, week. Uh, I guess we're in week five-ish at that More point. And, six, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I come on Wednesday night, uh, and uh, to be honest, I didn't want to come. Uh, I didn't want to be here at church. Um, we... Uh, The the kids wanted to come uh, and go to groups, uh, and so I said, okay, uh, I'm going to go to the Foster and Adopt group. And um, we've been a part of that already, but uh, it was one of those things that um, I knew they were going to be sharing stories about uh, some people's uh, international adoption stories uh, that night, and I I was kind of in the mode of, I don't want to hear a success story right now um, because <laughs> yeah. I'm in the throes of it. Right. For
2: understandable reasons. Yeah.
1: And and, you know, I just I, I know that's not a good place for my heart to be. And I and I just um, I, you know, I just I pulled I pushed myself through because I felt like I needed to do it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I went to a group that night. I, you know, I listened. I actually was encouraged uh, I got to laugh a little bit. Uh, they prayed over us at the end. Uh, I got a chance to tell the story and, they, and the whole group prayed, or, you know, prayed over us at the end. There, there's people in the group that I don't even know. Um, and uh, a lady comes up to me after, uh, after the group was done. She says, I need to talk to you. Uh, and I, I didn't know who she was. Um, and so uh, she, she comes up to me afterwards and she said, so I'm listening to your story and you said it's Liberia, right? And I said, yeah, um, and she introduced herself. Her name was Jennifer, and, and Jennifer says, um, hey, I've got a friend of mine who is actually on uh, a, a, a mission uh, journey in Liberia. She's actually there, they're, they're planning a school um, and an out- outreach opportunity there. Um, she said, she's one of my best friends. She said, in fact, I've been chatting with her uh, online kind of telling her your story a little bit while you've been telling it, um, she actually knows the president of Liberia. Uh, would you like me to get her involved in this? What? Um, and uh, you sometimes you have those those moments where you're just overwhelmed, uh, and uh, this was definitely one of those. And, <laughs> this, and, yeah. Um, we we had to have chatted for a good you know 20 minutes or so, filling her in all while I'm talking. She's she's typing at her friend uh, and trying to communicate, um, and she said. Uh, so, so we chat a little bit, she said, um, she's going to get some of her folks to come to the hotel and take care of your wife. Uh, and I, and one of the things we had talked about was like medications were running low yeah um, so so you're on things like malaria medication uh, yeah Kat has some other medications the other lady that was there other family that was there she had some medications yeah um, we were to the point where those those were running thin yeah um, and within a couple of days probably were in trouble and you can't just go and get medication there right uh, and she said they're gonna come and, and they're gonna take care of things they're actually going to going to go and get you they can get you to a safe pharmacy uh, where you can get American medications uh, and uh, they're going to help you out Um, so I'm chatting with her a little bit I said I got to go I got to go pick up kids Uh, I go over and I grab my uh, I grab my son Clay um, uh, out of uh, out of the the youth building and I I tell him get in the car I said sit down and be quiet I got a story to tell you uh, and I start filling him in uh, on all of this, and and I was just overwhelmed, and and I'm still getting these messages flowing in from Jennifer all the way home, uh, and we get home and she's she's telling me she said I'm gonna I'm we're sending two guys over to the hotel, they're verified guys, uh, we're gonna give you their IDs that you can look at so you know who we're sending and all of that. Uh, and I was like, whoa, hang on. Like, it's the middle of the night over there, right? It's like you can't, you can't send people over to the hotel in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, and, and so, I mean, there was a little bit of this, like, she was really excited to help. And then I'm in panic mode trying because I'm trying to get a hold of her. Uh, and she wouldn't answer. And so, um, a- as it turns out, uh, we, we get to the morning. And... Um, Uh, She's frantically call it frantically calling me uh, and saying, um, hey, so what's the deal with these guys coming? Like, I don't know who they are. And I was like, look, I don't really know either. (laughs) But all I can tell you is God's doing something and we're going to have to do some major levels of trust. But but they're coming to the hotel and just like don't go and get in the car with them if you're not like 100 percent comfortable. And so that's all I heard from her. Like, and I get no other information. And so the next message I get from her is, so I'm in the car with these guys. (laughs) And I was like, wait a second. (laughs) And she's like, so she's telling me, like, I verified it's who they said they were. And and we chatted beforehand. You know, they were super nice, super helpful. They told me all the messaging linked up, like everything you told me linked up with what they said. Um, They're on the way right now to take us to get medications. Wow. Uh, And she said, I have the other family with me. They're going to go, too. Uh, And I'm like, that's awesome. And so uh, they get in the car. They go get medications. And... uh, and I guess on the way, like, what were they telling you on the so way? So
0: we decided to go see their school. Okay. So pretty much what I figured out was um, any time that you get help from someone, they want you to go see their what they're working on. Sure. if like that's a, uh, you know, non-governmental organization or nonprofit or whatever. I'm right. I'm like, okay, so – but I think it was
1: kind of like come to your house. like Right. They kind of come over to our house. Like th- This yeah. is kind of how they, they think Right. About come it. see our life. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so um, now it's just two mamas and three librarian children because her husband had to go home too.
2: Oh. Okay. And so
0: we're in the back of this car uh, with these two gentlemen that we just met like <laughs> minutes ago. Get in home, a foreign country. In a foreign, foreign a country.
1: country
0: yeah. <laughs> and we're not sure who we can trust still at this point um just t- got t- that's t- it
1: took t- t- you got your medication we got
0: got our medications and they're like hey you want to come to your school I'm like yeah uh where is it at it's like oh it's it's an hour away and we're like, <laughs> uh, we just kind of looked at each other and we're like what do we have yeah, to lose got just else to our do. life and maybe our kids that's what we have to lose to do, right now
2: <laughs> we're not doing anything else
0: <laughs> so we're like yeah sure let's go <laughs> and on the way out there um, he, one of the gentlemen turns around and starts talking to us about our cases. They're like, okay, what's going on? You know, where are they at? And so we fill them in and they're like, well, that's a personal matter. Y- y'all's adoption cases should not be lumped in with his personal, you know, problems. And we're like, well, we know that. <laughs> we know that.
2: <laughs> can, can you make it different?
0: <laughs> yeah. Tell us, tell us what we don't know. And so he goes, let me call my friend. And so I said,
1: and where's your friend?
0: Sure. Okay. And he goes, oh, He works for immigration. He's worked there for 10 years. Oh. It's his day off today. (laughs) Oh, okay. So he gets off the phone after talking to him. He goes, we're going to go meet up with him. And I was like, (sighs) thinking, oh, it's going to be a while. It's Liberian time right now. Oh, no, 10 minutes down the road. We pull off to the dirt side of the road, and there's his friend standing there waiting for us.
2: (laughs) Beaming down from the Enterprise. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) I was just like, okay. He opens the door, and I scoot over, and I'm like, hi. And he introduces himself, and he starts asking all these questions, and – he goes, I'm going to call the commissioner. And I looked at him, I'm like, as in the commissioner of immigration? And he said, yes, he's my boss. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll see what you can do. So this other mom and I looked at each other we're just like, okay, God, show off because here we go. Wow. And um, wow. he was talking to him quite harshly because apparently that that commissioner had been in on a meeting with the Department of Labor. and also was not in agreement to approve the exit clearances. So when we found this out, we're like, we're hosed.
2: <laughs> wow. We're
0: not going here. You're not
2: feeling good about things at this point. No,
0: and so he gets out of the car, and he is not timid with his boss by any means.
1: So having an aggressive conversation. Very much so. And
0: so he gets back in the car, and he said, I've talked to the commissioner. and In this, rather
1: loud tones. Yeah,
0: yeah this was Thursday and he said, we will have your exit clearances no later than Monday. Wow. And I was like, okay, what do you need? Do you need the kids at the, you know, do you need them at the office, immigration up What do you need? He goes, nope. He goes, um, oh, did you get your stamps renewed?
1: For your passports. For your
0: passport. And I'm like. Excuse
1: me? Yeah, so just randomly, he, he asked this question. Well, apparently, you've got, from the time days. you entered country, you've got 30 days. Uh, and so they, they knew of that. We had no idea Mm-mm. that that was the case. And they said, well, we can take those and get them renewed for you, because otherwise you're going to get stopped at the airport on your way out. Yes, please. And so uh, she's texting me this, and I was like, okay, whatever you do, don't give them your passports. Right? And so the next text I get is, okay, so I gave them my passports. <laughs> and
0: $25 cash. To get and, and some them. cash.
1: <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. so uh,
2: But but at this point, Kat, you're thinking, I just got to do what I got to do. I do. I
0: I do. I'm like, God has complete control in this. This is the craziest, most insane ride of the whole journey. And it makes absolutely no sense to the human mind. Uh, Obviously, my husband's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do I have to lose? Like, other than my passport. And I'm stuck here, you know. (laughs) I have a copy of my passport, but. Uh, it, it literally was throw all common sense out the window and just let God take over, and we did. And um, by this point, the director of the children's home comes back on online with us and oh. says, okay, so Friday I'm going to go to the immigration office to get the kids' clearances. Oh, well, uh, we already have somebody else doing that for uh, us. Thank you. Yeah, and he said, oh, Okay. But we can meet you there, you know, if, bring the kids if that, you know, makes it go faster or gives them a better impression, you know. Um, and and he's like, no, no, no. And so we said, well, when do you think for sure you're going to get these clearances? Monday, maybe Tuesday, maybe Tuesday. So I'm I'm messaging our, our friend, our angel from yeah. heaven, yeah, literally. And I'm like, yeah. this is what's going on. And so he was very gracious and he said, can I have? The pastor's number from there. I'm like, oh boy, do I do this? Because now, if too many hands get stirring in the same pot, it could cause a red flag to raise. Sure. And so I, you know, messaged him, and he's just like, you know, use your better judgment. So I did, I gave it to him. And at first, the, the pastor did not respond to our friend that was helping us. And oh, I, great. And, I, and he told me, and I was like, if he doesn't recognize your number, he's not going to answer you. Just keep nagging. Just keep calling. And so finally he did. And um, he was very gracious with the, you know, the pastor, and um, they decided to work together on getting our exit clearance because the pastor still did not have a good reputation with the government. Um,
1: so they both went on Monday. Okay. To go get the clearance.
0: Well, actually, his friend tried going Saturday because oh. we didn't, we thought, well, is it for sure going to be, you know, Monday or can it be Friday or Saturday?
2: Because no. we've
0: heard of families getting their, or their exit clearances on a Saturday. Okay. So we we're kind of hoping maybe Saturday because we could actually get a flight out on Saturday. Yeah. Um,
2: a couple days early. Let's get out of here.
0: Right. Sunday, there were absolutely no flights whatsoever to get out to where we needed to go. Um, and so he did message me later that night and said he did go on Saturday but the Commissioner didn't show oh. so this gentleman went on his day off when the office is closed to try and meet with the Commissioner on our behalf sure and that in of itself spoke volumes so Sunday night um, we get a message from him and he said that we will have your exit clearance Monday be up and ready by 7:30 in the morning I'm going to stop by and collect money to help pay for the, you know, process because this gentleman's Mm -hmm. helping us. Yeah. And I'm like, Tim, is this a bribe? Hmm. Mm. And so I spoke with the people that are associated with him. And she says, no, no, no. Actually, I've had this burden on my heart to help out in the adoption area some way. I just didn't know how that was going to be. And, she, and it, it was, like, a few days or a week before we were even introduced that she got approval from the government to help in the adoption area okay. through yeah, her. This,
1: this is the lady that knows the, the president there is yes. working on, on yeah. missions. Yeah. Uh, there. yeah.
0: And so all of that, God had going on behind the scenes, and we had no idea. Wow. So she says, no, 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 this is not a bribe. He's helping you. Yeah. And it's a service. It's an adoption service. Yeah. I'm like, okay. She said, so yeah, feel free, you know, don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay, now I have a good clean conscience. Yeah. And it was just paying his time. Yeah. To go in sure. and do his job. Yeah. And um, we got a Monday. Wow. We had a Monday, and I'm like, so you know, Sunday night, I'm like, uh, do we book a flight for sure? Because like, this is the third time mm-hmm. we're having to book a flight. Right. You know, we lost the first two flights. Um, and they're like, no, we'll have it Monday morning.
1: So seemingly the drama would be over uh, at that point because uh, okay. the, exit, the exit clearances are in hand. Uh, so they have everything they need uh, essentially to leave the country. Um, but uh, the, uh, the, the orphanage director um, was, was to transport them uh, to the airport on, on Tuesday uh, and let them know in the morning that they actually would have uh, one more visit with the birth mothers. Um, as a as a as a final goodbye now uh i I know if you're listening to this right you're probably thinking uh well that's that's really sweet that's nice yeah Uh, and and it is um the but the piece of the information that makes it the most scary is is the way that the liberian laws are written is that the the biological parents have up until the point that you board the plane to change their mind Mm -hmm. Uh, and so we've already had multiple interactions with the birth parents at this point um the the birth mother uh, the biological mother was was very uh, steadfast all throughout that this was this was our child not hers yeah. uh, and so we didn't we didn't have a, a a real healthy fear but it was just one last thing yeah. uh, that got added into the mix mm-hmm. that was just was more. Uh, just heart heavy and praying through and i told kata like i i need you to text me when the door closes on the plane yeah like because i I need some level of of closure uh on that this this piece of the journey is done yeah um because she she could have just changed her mind that morning and all of the things that we had invested at that point would have would have been uh undone so um that that was a big deal uh, they ended up getting a very sweet uh, picture together mm-hmm. uh, beforehand yeah. that we know will be a treasure to Kezi um, as she gets older. Yeah. Um, and, and so it ended up being a blessing of an experience, but it, it was just kind of one, one last final uh, in that that was, that was very scary. Um, but the, the gentleman that, uh, that she's talking about uh, ultimately uh, offered to call ahead to the airport. They had another friend that worked at the airport. Um, that they communicated with in advance who worked in security Mm -hmm. uh, to help guide them through the process at the airport. Uh, God bless networks. Right. (laughs) It it was kind of awesome. So I didn't realize, not having been there, like I didn't know what a big deal that was. And so when we were talking about it, I was like, oh, so you go to the airport and then like somebody meets you inside and then they take you through this process, kind of like we would think of here. No, no, you don't even get into the airport Uh, there, without the right paperwork, oh. uh, and yeah. so you stand outside to get accepted to get in the building. <laughs> um, I
0: stand on the curb
1: and, and, and wait in line.
0: And, and how? Yeah. And,
1: and so, how many steps did he walk you through?
0: Six. There were six points where we had to show. Our passports visas and the exit clearance paperwork
1: and and so so this gentleman actually said you know here's the here's the paperwork you're gonna need at the next stop right and had basically held their hand all the way through the process uh, to be able to get them through all of that um, and well
2: that uh, wasn't nerve-wracking was it
0: no and it it was not even at best was organized chaos in there in that airport it just
1: and our person oh, from the agency was was dropped her at the airport and said, "See ya."
0: We saw him wave goodbye from afar in the parking lot.
1: So and didn't didn't prep her with any of that information. So didn't
0: tell us a thing on what to expect. Uh, so oh, so
1: even e, even the final steps uh, were such a blessing. I mean, just it, you know, Kat had kind of mentioned it already, but so God's working on all of this, you know, for months, right? For mm-hmm. for a whole period of time before we ever got there, has put all these pieces in place, uh, and. You know, had, had I not come and, and drug myself uh, into, uh, you know, in, into group that night um, and, and just been obedient to what God was calling me to do that night, um, then all of the stuff that he, he had prepped, um, I, I wouldn't have been able to get in line with, right? We wouldn't have been able to get in line with. Um, and we were thinking about that, right? Just from the perspective of how many times do we do that uh, in our walk, right? Is is that God's got a whole series of blessings lined up for you, all right? And how many times do you do you step away from them, uh, right? And not get in, in alignment? The blessings are going to happen. Are you going to be a part of them or not, uh, right? And so it was very much a a, a big uh, a big hand on the shoulder. Uh, to, to go, this is, this is the blessing that I had for you, uh, right? But, but how many times do we miss that uh, when God's actually got something lined up for us like that? It was just really incredible to see um, between working through Jennifer and uh, her friend in the country uh, and then, you know, these employees that she had uh, that ended up being an absolute blessing um, to get us out of the country was, was incredible.
2: Is there, anything, is there anything else that you would like to say about what you took away from this or what God did that just blew you away?
0: I think if I could say one more thing to anybody that's praying about adoption, whether it's domestic, private, fostering, international, however, um, there is no will be and can be. It is should be and might be. and you absolutely have to prepare yourself to have the biggest faith journey you can possibly fathom because it's going to take every ounce of faith that you have and don't look back just keep looking forward that's what i would say
1: yeah and to add on to that i I think that one thing that struck me the most um i had the conversation with her Uh, while she was in country and even before that she went. And and when we got into some of the challenges, I I, I told her, I said, I'm I'm not exactly sure how you can love a kid, me personally, how I can love a kid this much that I've never even met. because it was just a very odd dynamic for me. I think you know, even in having our own biological kids, uh, and actually having another one that we adopted out of the foster care system, it was just different. That 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 love kind of grows, uh, right, as you uh, as you encounter them. Uh, I think you get a little bit of that, you know, during pregnancy, uh, you kind of get that impression. But this was just totally different. Um, in it, to to just reach a point uh, as a dad where. I, I love this kid so much, and i would never even gotten a, ch- gotten a chance to hold them yet. Uh, and so getting the opportunity for the first time uh, you know, to, to hold on to her uh, was an incredible experience. Uh, there, I, there just isn't anything that you can really describe in words, um, but when you layer in all of the anticipation uh, and all of the waiting on, on God to do the things that, that he's going to do, and then seeing God do things in the way that he did them, uh, and and really kind of wrapping that all up uh, with some arms around uh, this kiddo that you um, you just have been anticipating for that length of time uh, was incredible. Um, there, it's it's unmatched in the the love that you have for your kids, right? There is no you don't get to there's just no ranking. You know, each and individual kids you have a love that is unique to each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think when we first got into fostering and adopting and uh, just adoption as an idea in general was like, well, how do you you love a kid that, you know, just isn't even really, you know, it isn't somebody that is naturally part of your genes, right, and um, man, that, God really uh, has a whole design around that, that you don't get, uh, I think, and don't understand until you are in that spot. uh, And you realize that the love that he has for us um, is, is, It's shadowed into the love that he allows us to have uh, for these kiddos that uh, come from these kind of environments um, because it it really is a unique love that he's designed for each and every one of us and the same that he gives us uh, to have into each and one of these kiddos Um, and so that part of it was just an overwhelmingly cool experience uh, to be able to wrap up this little girl that uh, that we had so greatly anticipated uh, and and bring her into uh, our family in the same way that, that God does that. It, it was just it was an amazing feeling um, to get just an ounce of uh, of the love that God gives to us uh, to be able to bring into that, that same situation. So it, it was a it was really a very cool experience uh, for that first encounter. She got it in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it when they when they got back into the states. Uh, and so that was that was a really cool moment um, to have that experience.
2: Both of you, thank you so much for coming in and for sharing that with me, with our listeners. People need to hear about how God works through tough situations and how He does things that we don't even anticipate. And I, I just, I just, I love hearing these stories. I never get tired of them because it's God showing up in the lives of His people. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you, for
2: having us. Thank you. That does it for another installment of the Inhale Exhale podcast. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've been encouraged and inspired by the Pilsen story. God bless you.